0: And welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and wonderful to have you company today for episode
1: 175.
0: This week on Toy Power, we take a look at all the wonderful toy and pop culture-related news that has hit. And as always, a lot hits in the last minute, so we'll take you through all of that. And then we're going to dive into a bit of latest scores. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben... Good night, good night, Frank. Well, hoy, hoi, and Darren. Thank you for joining us. And let's kick it off with some news.
1: Three, two, one.
0: Cue okay, music. So, what have you got for me? She's got a new hat. All right, let's start it off with some absolutely gigantic news as we take a look mm. at the new Andre the Giant reaction figures by Super 7. We are getting two versions of the classic wrestler and movie star, each with a different really, really cool card back of him with his hand sort of squeezing the packaging. We've got his, I think his kind of older look where he's got the one strap trunks that kind of um, come cover the, the belly and then we've got just the the regular sort of jock trunks with the longer hair, Andre, sort of the mullet look, um, with the and the bigger grin. Um, who remembers the 16-second uh, fart that Andre the Giant let out on the scene of Princess Bride? <laughs>
2: uh, I don't remember because we weren't there, but I have heard that story many,
0: many times. <laughs> 16 seconds, brought production to a standstill. and um, not, not only think, that, uh, the smell did too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think it... it <laughs> It uh, Davy tells the story better than I can ever. But um, the director said, uh, "You know, you're all good, Andre." And he goes, "All good, boss. You know, carry on, carry on, <laughs> keep production rolling." So um, thankfully, he was he was good after that. Probably probably better after uh, the 16 seconds than before.
2: <laughs> I look at like speaking of Princess Bride, it'd be surely. I mean, there'd be licensing stuff, but it'd be a no brainer for them to do. Uh, his character from in this reaction
0: line, right? Like they've already got what a great line, like the heads... movie figures, yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, not only in reaction, but that that could translate to Ultimates, couldn't it? Really, Princess Bride, something like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Dread Pirate Roberts, big fan
1: base for it, so for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: but definitely, definitely looking at reaction figures. I think it's an easy one to do. So Frank called it first on Toy Power. If yep. you do hear that, around. The uh, Princess Bride, but these these are look they're not cheap figures, eighteen dollars US, but I think all wrestling fans and all Andre the Giant fans will want to get their hands on this one.
1: Definitely. Now, Andre the Giant may be a giant, but there are actually things bigger than him, and that is, of course, the Transformers. (laughs) So how did we miss this? We've got G1 Transformers making their way back into reaction form from Super 7. Uh, We've got uh, Astro Chain, Mirage, Shockwave, Frenzy, Grimlock, Skyfire, Shrapnel, and even Alpha Trion. Uh, They've got amazing artwork card backs, as always, uh, like the reaction... Uh, cards do and um, I just I love the fact that Astro Train is in his yes. grey look the sort of prototype um, the cartoon colours and things uh, love that but I'm a bit uh, you know like taken aback that Frenzy is the same uh, scale as say
2: Grimlock so that that um, yeah. that uh, does my head in a little bit uh, <laughs> I, but you know I don't know the reaction line is one if you're worried about scale <laughs> just quietly but oh, um, <laughs> I, I'm loving the fact they've actually called Skyfire Skyfire right like most people would know him as Jetfire, Jetfire. well that's a yep. that's a licensing uh you know
1: thing but then they've got the opportunity to release down the track a Jetfire uh, in a more uh, Valkyrie uh, appearance. Mm. So. Uh, but yeah, cool, uh, deep cut with Alpha Trion, though. Got to call that one out, being uh, the you know, pre-leader
2: sort of to Optimus Prime. And these were, these were released back in March. This is how come we're saying, how did we Correct. miss this? Like, uh... Well, I
0: didn't miss it. I remember it quite clearly. I don't remember Alpha Trion, but I remember the others. But okay. I think these are our first carded shots of them. But they definitely appeared in New York from memory.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah,
0: I do remember them, in New York as well. I
3: remember Brian Flynn talking um, to Pixel Dan about them.
2: Well, you clearly have better memories than me, so shut uh, up. You, you got to expect Darren to remember
0: them <laughs> remember back in 1982. So. <laughs> but like scale, they they've kind of made you know like Frenzy just, just that little bit smaller, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously scale's gone out the window. But what about you know, Action Masters had this sort of similar. i uh, agreed, yeah. because you have got Devastator and yep. uh,
1: things that are uh, combiners in the same scale as Jazz yeah. and uh, Bumblebee and such. So I agree, I, these look fantastic. And if you were uh, wanted to go deeper on the re- on the um. Uh, action Masters line, you could pick these up and uh, sit them next to. Mm. My only issue is the card backs are so beautiful, I wouldn't yep. want to pop yep. them off the card. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, look, if they were a bit cheaper and a bit more accessible this side of the world, I'd definitely pick these up because uh, the, I saw the Soundwave in person and the Optimus and Megatron, and they are gorgeous. Mm. So,
0: they, they are beautiful. This is a fascinating thing. I remember being in Melbourne and going into a couple of different stores and there's one over there called Minotaur and it's a great, you go into the basement and they've got tons and tons of stock. It's, it it sort of, you know, it's the Lobos, but for modern toys and they have a lot of reaction on the shelf and and they've been picked clean a little bit so they don't have full waves or anything, but these sort of go for around that almost $50 Australian. And it's just, it's sort of like, I can't even remember if they were 47 or 53, But they had a few of the Masters reactions on the show, a few of the other ones, and it's sort of like, oh, it's a lot of money. When you're Mm -hmm. looking at
1: a, let's say, let's call it $50, looking at a $50 reaction toy and sitting right beside it is a NECA $50 uh, Mm -hmm. Ultimate toy. You know, honestly, where's your bang for your buck going? So there's not
0: a lot of bang for the buck. They're really, like at that price point, particularly here in Australia, by the time you import it, we know what happens over here. The dollar's not great. But you're right, like it, it, it's a lot of nostalgia. Obviously, there's a lot of people that grew up in the 70s and early 80s that love that three and three quarter inch scale. And it's, you know, that Star Wars scale that's very, very iconic. But boy, dollar for dollar and pound for pound, this really isn't where you're getting value for money, in my opinion.
2: Yep, agreed. Um, all right, moving on to some Marvel Legends news. And this is a, a minor reveal. That we were talking about the uh, Strong Guy wave that was sort of uh, largely shown off at New York Toy Fair. We've already seen pictures of Warpath, uh, Black Tom Cassidy. We've got a Pirate Deadpool, among some others. We knew that Strong Guy was going to be the builder figure. Uh, for those who don't know, Strong Guy is this very 90s looking character where his torso is absolutely ridiculously huge, like his legs should not be able to support him I think even the uh, sculptors sort of joked about that in the reveal panel just going, oh that, we had our work cut out for us on this guy, The new figure we've just seen recently is a figure called Shikla um, I had to look this one up that's how obscure she is I have never seen or heard this character before the reason she exists in this wave is she is uh, the queen of the undead I believe and at one point she's married to Deadpool because that's a very Deadpool thing to do um, the bit I can't explain is why there, she comes packed in with a shark with four legs <laughs> because you know that's just an accessory that every figure needs um, Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe people want to do their own Googling on Shikla, S H I K L A H. Um, You know, she's got a very sort of purple and black sort of motif going on and a bit of a a cape type thing. But yeah, so that is a new one in Marvel Legends.
3: Awesome. And if anyone knows anything about the shark with legs, um, feel free to um, hit us up. We'd love to know more about
2: it. I'm cute. And it's a cute looking shark, you know, like it's not a big, vicious thing. It's like it looks like it could be in a Disney film.
3: Yeah, well, funnily enough, uh, Disney owned Marvel, so maybe there's a crossover coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon two packs r- revealed by Necker. So, um, when I say revealed, um, these are two packs we knew about, but we've seen more of them. Um, so there's some repeats, but um, damaged foot soldiers. Um, come with some ninja stars in show accurate colours but also toy accurate orange.
0: Nice. Leatherhead
3: has handcuffed with real chain, actual rope and real net accessories. Yeah. These look really, really cool.
2: The bit I loved about this, there's no new figures. We knew about all these figures and how they were being packed. Packed. How and who they were being packed with. Sorry, this is the first time we got to see all the full range of accessories and those Ninja Stars. Just the fact that they and they've they've got the color right. When you look yes. at the the toy accurate ones, you know what it's meant to be. Whereas the these are meant to be from the show, and in the show they are all your traditional sort of steel color. But Leatherhead with basically, he's got a real chain, two cloth goods. If you're calling the net and the rope one, alternate hands. He's got a shotgun, a couple of crabs, a um, bear trap thing. Necker and their accessories, honestly, just they they nail it every single time.
0: They certainly do. I can't wait for that. That yeah. drop. Super cool news. Hey, an action figure I never thought we would get in the Amber Collection, and I'm talking about now the Jurassic Park Dennis Nedry figure with Dilophosaurus. Pre-orders are open, and this is really exciting. And if there was ever a case... For swap out heads. Who doesn't love a good acid melt face? I know Keldor did it with yep. his San Diego Comic Con exclusive back in the day as we got to see how Skeletor was created with a half flesh eaten face. We've got it again with Dennis Nedry. It's great. He's screaming in agony as mm. acid is burning at his eyes. Uh, they're closed. He's grimacing. What a wonderful figure. And of course, Dilophosaurus has to have the acid shooting figure. This is a really cool figure and they've gone above and beyond. Um the the Barbasol spray can that's really yep. iconic from Jurassic Park that obviously is the cold, you know, able to store the um dinosaur DNA in the little vents and then it's got the is it shaving cream or whipped cream? It's whipped cream because he eats before. it. Yeah.
1: He, yep. eats he, it, he puts so, it on, so his, uh, on his apple pie or something that he's eaten for yep. lunch
0: and then he tells the other guy to grab the tab. <laughs> That's it. So good old good old Newman from Seinfeld, Dennis Nedry, one of the great characters from Jurassic Park. Now, what are people's thoughts on this line? I know it's got a bit of a mix. We've seen a couple of figures already. Blue, the Velociraptor from the original Jurassic Park, as well as Owen Grady. And of course, Doctor Ian Malcolm. This is sort of the, I guess, the fifth kind of figure, fifth and sixth figures. What are our thoughts on this one?
2: I, I, this one in particular, great. Like it's, it's. You talk about iconic scenes in the entire franchise. This one is up there. Uh, but in particular, this figure, I just think he's he's not big enough. When you think of the size that he was at that time, they, he, to be fair, they haven't just gone with a standard buck. It is very much he's got the dad bod going on, right? But I just think he, he's actually a lot bigger than that in, in that scene in the movie. Um, I do love the accessories. It even comes with the suspect road sign that you can yeah. actually rotate. Go, oh, no, it's this way, which is exactly what happens in the movie. But I think it's great that you can get a, a non titular character or a non-main character if you will but certainly a memorable character in, in the franchise uh, and they can do that at this scale yep. comes with a dinosaur um, I think this is you know it's a good sign if they're prepared to do this then mm-hmm. you know the, the lawyer sitting on the toilet is not that far away right like <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's possible this is
1: directly for the fans, you know. This yep. is not yep. going to sell on your mainstream retail shelves and things. This is definitely deep cutting for the fans and things that have uh, held this franchise uh, together and things all this time. And uh, I, you know, massive thumbs up. It's not something I'm going to pursue, uh, but uh, all the, you know, good luck to all those that do. And I hope he's as quality as uh, we've just talk- talked about. So.
0: Yeah, I've made a call not to pursue this line, and and it's a great line. It's six inch. It's what I what i love but you know obviously there's some some reasons um about storage for me but look this dilophosaurus again interchangeable so he's got the frill that comes Mm. up and you can take the frill off so you can have that cute kind of you know pre-acid burning dilophosaurus look but just to go through some of the numbers he's 10 inches long from nose to tail or 25.4 centimeters and 4.75 inches tall or 12. 7.07 Point zero seven centimetres comes with a, a stand which kind of has that amber look but in the middle a clear translucent piece that kind of slots into the belly to hold him up as well so really really nice as ben said for the fans wonderful yeah, collection
3: excellent i'm i'm seriously thinking about jumping in on this one because i think this one's going to be a lot more accessible for me than than the vintage light, which i absolutely adore the cannon light. But I, I do love the um, the deep cut, as people have said, and this is one one for the fans. And and as Frank
0: said, it's a very iconic scene,
2: for sure, mm. for sure.
0: The, these figures can be hard to come by in Australia, but I think from memory, Bulletproof Villain, mm. which is actually an Adelaide-based toy company online, has popped up, and they they, they seem to be stocking these for around the. $40 mark maybe well, $40. yeah and, okay. and
1: our that's mate um, Sam Cripps Nerd Paradise has uh, the uh, blue in hand oh nice so oh, he can, nice. he can uh, obviously well, get them as well. Awesome. as well
0: so that's great yeah great because yeah, these, these sort of things are stuff we'll never see on the shelves here Correct. in Australia yeah, um, but great that people like uh, Nerd's Paradise, Bulletproof Villain are getting them in. So that's good it certainly is
1: right. In a perfect segue to iconic characters, let's talk about King Kong. And this one's by Necker. So this one was just announced by Necker. This eight-inch figure is the king of the kaiju. Original take on the sculpt that appeared to be based off the old-school black and white movies. He has two heads and alternate hands. Pre order him from retailers for 23 USD. So that's a pretty darn good price, I reckon. An eight inch figure. Yeah, so 23 USD. Now, um, in a segue to that as well, right now, if you walk through your Kmarts and things, you'll see Godzilla versus Kong uh, toys on shelf, right? Mm. And my first thought was uh, oh, these are Lennard toys, right? Not correct. Guess who is producing these uh, Godzilla versus Kong toys? that we're seeing showing up right now. What company? Playmates? Yes, Playmates. Yeah. I had to do a double take. I was like, wow, good on you, Playmates. And they're pretty cool. $20 Australian for a a close to eight-inch... Scaled figure, uh, they've got you know multiple points of articulation, you know arms, legs, uh, wing, um, like mouth in some cases and things. Uh, they only had one one of the Godzilla kaiju characters and not not Godzilla, but one of the kaiju characters and uh, Kong. Uh, the rest of the shelves had been swept clean, but uh, pretty cool to see them in person and uh i you know if they had godzilla i would have no no hesitation bought him on the spot but yeah, right. uh, unfortunately they weren't there and something cool to see in local retailers yeah you know, on the shelves oh, uh, and and very affordable so uh i yeah i'm going to have a quick look around when i get some time to uh yeah pursue them
3: um, so i thought that Playmates do a great job with competitively priced toys uh, the 2012 Turtles figures for $15 a pop I thought were excellent value back in the day compared to everything else on the market.
1: For sure. Yep. Definitely. Yep.
3: So um, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, coming up again. The NECA movie Turtles are the same Turtles figures but now Walmart, meaning a greater chance um, for our U.S. friends. So these these are in the form of two packs and are looking pretty, pretty awesome together as well as, uh, you know, you can see that they are going to display really well in their packs as as teams of two. Yeah, so...
2: So, these are the actual turtles figures. So I think it's Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Leo and Donnie and Raph and Mike. Uh, yes, the two correct. packs. I think if you really get into the nitty gritty, they come with some newly sculpted bandanas yep. that have sort of yep. different sort of flowing effects to them. But the big thing here is that this is the first one that NECA have gone all right because they've had a lot of distribution issues going through uh, GameStop originally. And then I think they've had some issues with Target. They've taken any of the movie stuff from this point going forward. So, you're also talking your Raf and Casey that's coming out later it's all going to Walmart so in theory for our, you know, US or American, uh, non Australian listeners, really, should be uh, a lot easier to get a hold of because that's probably, we all love the NECA product, but that's probably been the biggest criticism of them is that it's extremely hard to find yeah, stateside. Value, um, here, we're blessed with, as, you, as we've already said, Bulletproof Villain and Nerds Paradise, and they seem relatively easy to get, be they a bit more expensive. So, yeah, so that's some some good news for those guys.
0: Mm. Speaking of distribution, this is a really fascinating story now, and we are getting a bit more information now about the whole comics and Diamond distribution. So if we take a a look at the comic industry, just to backstep a bit, we had that story around when COVID hit, and Diamond basically pulled up stumps and said, nah, we're not distributing at the moment. There was some issues with how finances were going and obviously creators were sort of left in the dark about how do we get our products out there and it probably highlighted the fact that having a single distributor for the entire comic book industry that's both new release comics and a lot of the trade paperbacks as well was maybe not such a great idea because they held a huge position of power and dc has sort of hit back now and, and 25 years Diamond has done the distribution for the comic book industry and DC has said, well, it's time for us to step in and do our own distribution. They have incorporated two newly created companies, Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors. Now, these were going to handle periodic distribution while Diamond was closed. All parties involved, including DC and Diamond, publicly stated that DC would continue to release products through Diamond when the latter resumed distribution in late May. So parting companies now, it's all done and dusted. Um, the, I think the way this was going to work was one of the companies was going to handle the new issue stuff, and one of them was going to handle the the more the trade or compilation type releases. Um, DC is going their own way essentially. Mm. So I think you know for me, it's it's a a good move or a positive move to control things, but a lot of unhappy people within the comic industry. So I don't know what that means for local comic book stores. Yeah. Another, you know, just big bit of power for, um, you know, DC to hold both the creation and the release and now the distribution. But, you know, I don't know if the diamond solution was really that great. And and obviously with the, the power they held, um, it didn't work very well for a lot of parties as we entered this sort of this COVID arrangement. Obviously, we know the comic book industry has been struggling. Do you think this is what is needed for the industry and this is going to rejuvenate it, or is this DC kind of holding on to an age where printed comic books? Are gonna go by the way of the dodo. Any thoughts on this move by DC?
2: Well, it's funny you mentioned about what that means for the local industries, because in part of as leading into this, I got in touch with our good friend Sam Cripps, uh, Nerds Paradise, who also works at Gamma Rays Comics in Adelaide here, and said, "Mate, what's your?" I said, "I, you know, you've got some skin in the game here. You know the the ins and out of this industry a bit better than I do. Is this is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing?" And overall he basically was pretty negative about the whole thing the biggest issue he has with it is that these two new companies we're talking about don't have any ways for international stores to get their, to order stuff at this point now granted very early days and stuff but he says gamma's actually having problems placing orders because they're just not set up for it yet so that's something that really needs to work and now instead of from a store point of view where you're getting it all from the one distributor and you can save on freight and shipping costs you've now got multiple companies in play yeah, right, so yeah. he said look bottom line this mate what you may find at a local level is your DC titles are more expensive you know that yeah. and and his fear is that they're going to price themselves out when you know a competitor a competitive book from Marvel for example is is a cheaper price point so he's got some concerns there um also they're not they're potentially
1: not going to be in previews anymore. You know those big fat magazines that mm, come out. Yes. So Previews magazine that's where I used to do a lot of my ordering when I was uh living in the country. That was the, that was my way the the comic book store locally would ship me a Previews magazine. I'd order from that and then I'd uh, go and pick it up on a, you know, three monthly basis or get them to post it to me and things. You know, if if I can't like, and I'm, that was, you know, quite a few years ago when I was in my comic book ordering Prime and reading and things. If And I just feel for people that are in that situation that don't live in a capital city or something, mm. you know, they're just going to go online and they're going to bypass the local comic book stores and things. And also, you know, from my retail background... Placing orders for 17 different, you know, through companies and things, it gets a bit of a mess. You've got deadlines that you have to meet, you know, get the orders done by. If customers come in and ask, you know, oh, I need a, a customer order of this, well, sorry, I had to order it Monday, uh, you know, I can't I order out. it anymore. I'm, mm. You've completely missed out, you know. Uh, I, I just I foresee issues like that arising that yeah. they're going to, uh, you know, with the more everything streamlined with diamond with the more avenues you've got to order through the more scenarios you're going to uh, you know have a hiccup
2: mm. look personally uh, as much as i take sam's comments on board i i think this is a good thing i think this is something that as soon as diamond said nut we're shutting our doors you can bet your bottom dollar at marvel and dc and every other publisher they were gone well what do we do here right you know yeah, and to get
3: products out somehow
2: Correct right they they've seen this as a risk and it is a risk you know should diamond you know suffer financially or go under all of a sudden these comics creators and, and artists and writers they're not getting paid because the products not able to get out to people and so i think it's i think it's brave of dc to to go this route uh i think that was always the question the minute diamond closed up shop you go well it's going to be one of the big two who's going to blink first if a Marvel or a DC say right we've had enough of this monopoly uh, we're now at that point and we just have to see see how it all shakes out the fact that they're two brand new companies I guess doesn't inspire a lot of confidence but then who else is out there there's not like there was a competitor to Diamond in the first place for them to take their business so um, yeah I, I think it's brave but you know how successful it will be will, will be interesting to see
1: Another thing from the pages of DC, of course, are the Batman Dark Knight Metal Wave from McFarlane Toys. We've got four new figures, all extremely unique in their own right, in the Dark Knight's metal storylines. So included are the Murder Machine, the Grim Knight... Doomsday, sorry, sorry, uh, the Devastator and the Dawnbreaker. So that's uh, you've know, four very extremely unique characters. You've got a very black sort of electrical, uh, you know, energized Batman. You've got a Batman that wants to be the Punisher. You've got Doomsday and then you've got like a Green Lantern style uh, Batman uh, all hyped up on power. So Are they all that unique if it's the same character just
2: with four different
1: Versions of well, Batman. Ba- Batman is pretty cool, and, you know, I know. And 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 as a four-piece uh, metal band, like uh, I think I think these guys are something to see. So,
0: so the Devastator is that Batman. Yep. These
2: are all right. iterations of Batman from the Dark Metals, um, Dark Knights metal
1: they story. They don't combine from six smaller <laughs> Batman. It is it is just one rocky uh, Doomsday Batman. So
0: well, I notice he's called the Devastator because Devastator was already taken. Probably, <laughs> yeah, copyright. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, so interesting that these are all going to be in the same wave. I mean, fantastic if you're a, a a big Batman fan. And let's be honest, there's a few of them out there. But I I don't know from a seeing how Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series do their their wave spreads out and and you have some real headline characters and then the real sort of C and D grade characters spread out in the one wave. I I don't know. I question the, the thinking behind having Four Batmans, yes, be they very different. And to your point, Trent, you didn't even know one of them was Batman. Okay. Um in the one wave. Just strikes me as, as a little bit odd. What well, what do people think?
1: On a, honestly, I'm a big I like if you come into my toy room and you look at my little Batman shrine of collectibles, you'll see a lot of variants on my shelf, right? And one of my favorites is uh the Bat Zaro, right? So Batman, you know, you've heard of um Bizarro from yeah. Superman. You got Bat Zaro, which is the clunky, you know, sort of Batman-esque. And that was, uh, you know, born through the pages of Batman v Superman, uh, you know, team-up and things. And then I've got Jason Todd as Batman and things. I've got a vampire Batman and things. I freaking love them. If, if I wasn't, if I didn't have my uh, sets, you know, aimed at not buying heaps of new modern toys, I'd be all over at least three of these. Uh, probably not that first one, the, um, what is it, the... Uh, murder He's no, got like- the Grim Knight I don't, the one the, the black all black one I'm not a big fan of that one but mm. the other three the Punisher one and stuff I, I think they're really cool and uh, it, you know McFarlane are, hopefully they're getting better with their articulation and hiding the joints and all that and I was really impressed with you know what uh, the DC figures that I've seen in the past that we reviewed on the show the one that Scott. Yeah, 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 I, I was impressed by cool. them. Yeah, so absolutely. I I've just I'm just not going all in for all these modern toys and things. I've got a lot of yeah. other uh, toy lines that I'm got my heart set on. So uh,
3: but I think these are cool. Yeah, look I, I like the look of them too. I, I particularly like that Punisher Batman. I think think that looks cool even though um, you know, it, it probably fires against, you know, a lot of what traditional Batman stands for. I think it looks really cool. And um I, I really like what they did with the Wonder Woman eighty four figures movie figures as well, um, McFarlane. But, yeah, it is interesting that we're not getting a bit more diversity in terms of characters. I don't necessarily mean non-Batman characters, but from the Batman universe. But, you know, um, it would be good to see some some diversity coming. But, um, but, you know, they're good-looking figures. Mm, They are. Yep.
2: Speaking of good-looking figures, Darren?
3: Yes, we have some um, teasers from Super 7. Ultimates, um, we have seen the packaging for uh, Splinter from their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates line and Mumra from um, from obviously Thundercats. And these are basically slip cases that were teased on Instagram by none other than um, Toy Power's good friend, Mr. Brian Flynn. Mm, I think... Yeah, and...
2: Sorry, go, Trent.
0: I was just going to say I did... I'll talk a, bit, a little bit more in later scores, but I did receive my Conan in the mail this week, and it's got the same concept around the slip cover. It's not a full slip cover. Like, it doesn't go all the That's way to I the thought. bottom. And yep. It sort of reveals the name, and you and you lift it off. But the engineering on... I mean, it's, I know it's a cardboard box, but it's just beautiful. <laughs> like, it's it just... The, the way, way they've done the corners, nice. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, sometimes you get a car, and it just, oh, it doesn't kind of fly it out nicely or whatever. The, the air suction beautiful. is just yeah. they, they know how to do boxes. I, I know with, you know, obviously we talk and we rave about the reaction and the artwork mm. and that. And I know sometimes there's been a bit of criticism around the way the glue sticks to those reaction cards. But if I take you back to the Shearer, the new Netflix Shearer show and the boxes they did for that, they were just the best, some of the best packaging I've seen. Yep. So I'm not surprised this mumra slipcase with that gloss kind of sheen on it is just outstanding. And the fact they've gone for unique logos on, on the covers, genius. Yeah. Good work, Super 7. Clap, clap,
2: clap. I mean, that's. I think that's on the turtle stuff in particular. That looks really cool. What I'd love to see is that they've got uh, like a logo sort of in the middle, which very much looks like a splinter head. But then they've got this real turtles green for the bulk of the slipcover. I want all the villains in purple, like Shredder, Cape Purple type thing. So if if you were to display them all like that, you've got you know purple and, and green mixed in. Yeah. Thundercats one is interesting in that it, it's got the the mumra sort of. Dual snake logo in the middle, and I could see them doing like for a lion over, for example, like the Eye of Thundera. So, are they going to go a logo for each individual character, or is it going to be you're a villain, you get the snake logo, you're a good guy, you get, you know, the Sword of Omens, or, or probably more the um the actual Thundercats head logo, I would imagine as well. So it'd be interesting to see what they do
1: and and t te- he i don 't know if I'm reading between the lines or not, but he said something about a boomerang, so does that mean no that, that,
2: that he- was on on instagram that's the boomerang like effect where oh, it's a little okay. video right. and it reverses back right. that's the name of it I, so.
1: I I jumped to the um idea that walk he was going to walk, walk about, reveal, walk yeah. about uh, as a uh, wave three reveal or something like. Oh, you just shot me down. Well, Sad. I mean,
2: we... we, we <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry, sorry to... As a patriotic Australian, I look forward to Australian, uh, you know, um, marsupials being really revealed. <laughs>
2: uh, that would be a cool figure, but uh, yeah, not to be. Uh, i tell you what is to be is uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2020. Now, you might have heard, yes, it's been cancelled, but it's back. It is back in an online form. And guess what? There's no staying up till 3 a.m. to try and buy tickets. There's no waiting in horrible lines. It's free. If you've got access to the internet, you can attend San Diego Comic-Con. Now, uh, three of us in the room here have been to Comic-Con. My question is, how the flip does that work? Because there is so much content in multiple locations around that huge hall and even outside of it how i don't i'm struggling to think how this works my, from a presentation point of view
1: the only way i can get my mind around it is it's just going to be individual uh companies and people doing their own panels in their own you know rooms in their own houses in their own offices whatever mm. and they're just doing individual panels uh, and reveals that way i can't envision them getting together then more than you know, ten people sure. or twenty people at a time. I don't think they're going to travel anywhere. That's for sure. No. Uh, but I definitely think you'll get a few reveals. And unfortunately, it's going to be majority of the larger companies doing it, and the smaller companies, the independents, the um, you know, the creators, the comic book writers, and things. Yeah, that the probably won't, stuff like... probably won't even bother. Like, and as... but could you
0: theoretically? Like, I remember going to Comic Con, and and you know, I went to a Watchmen panel. And there was Dave Gibbons and he was up there, you know, the artist, the illustrator Mm. for Watchmen. And he was, you know, just talking about illustration and and working on Watchmen with Alan Moore and that sort of thing. And then he took questions. Theoretically, could you just get Dave Gibbons to sit behind a computer from his studio at home and just talk about, you know, whatever topic? Like, theoretically, you could go to that level, that independent artist, grassroots, comic type level. And, and make it really accessible. Have some Q&A pop up where you can type in your questions, have someone moderate it. Theoretically, that would be really easy to do. And you could, you know, you don't have to be there live to watch it, maybe. I, I don't know if they're just going to stream it, but hopefully they record it and you can sort of pop in and watch whatever segments you want. You know, you don't have to be up at 1 a.m. in the morning here in Australia. You could just click on the Dave Gibbons panel and, and watch it.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. that would be cool. It would be one hell of a way to advertise for 2021 as well by showing people that haven't been like myself just, you know, how much there is to see and do there by having... All that there is an online repository. Mm.
2: Now, the other interesting thing to come out of this that uh, which we're going to we're going to talk to a couple of these, but because there is no hall H to line up for or, or no vendors to go to, all of the excu- exclusive toys that everybody's fawns over are all going to be available online. We're already seeing a number of previews pop up, a number of pre-orders, and essentially it's. A bit of a free-for-all as far as you know your ability to get your hands on 2020 exclusive toys
0: yeah and this was always going to happen right we know how long it takes from design concept through manufacture and release these toys were already in the pipeline so these companies had them you know ready to go they've got to now sell them and this, this makes sense, I guess, to do them online and, and have them released. We sort of got a, a taste of it with PowerCon and the way they were dealing with their exclusives. And now we're starting to see the images popping up. And even some, I think, pre-sales are starting to go on for some of the product now. So to me, it was it was always going to pan out like this, that the companies would have to get these products to market in some way. And it makes sense, some sort of online sale. Cool. Do yeah. we know much about international shipping?
2: No, this is all very brand new as far as, so that was my question around, like, I I take your point, Ben, about, you know, that the companies would do it in their own studios or homes or whatever it is, but people aren't going to necessarily, like, someone's got to make that schedule, right? Someone's got to try and collect all these different streaming links, and to your point, Darren, the online stores are going to get hit absolutely massively. The San Diego website, which is obviously pretty robust for when people get tickets, it's going to be hit even harder than it ever has been, because you've got people trying to watch stuff and then trying to buy stuff all at the same time. So uh, the, the 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 nerd in the technical nerd inside of me is going, I would not want to be a part of that team who has to try and manage that project because that would be absolutely crazy. Speaking of something else that is crazy and related to cons, Oz Comic Con, it's coming back to Adelaide. Woo. That was just announced awesome. just the other day, um, June 26 and twenty seven in twenty twenty
0: one. Just a year away.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, a year's better just than over. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Better than nothing. Um, supposedly, uh, I believe the the owners or the runners it's changed hands. So that was the talk. Was that's part of the reason why this has happened compared it's to the <laughs> some of the gaslighting posts that took place yeah, previously from them. It's no longer East Coast Con. It's. Uh, <laughs> Back to Oz Comic Con, so yeah. so yeah, so no word on guests or any of that. Obviously, as we said, it's over a year away, but that is some good news. So if you're a fan of that sort of stuff, get out when you can and um buy some tickets and support it so it can stick around.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, and hopefully COVID is all but a memory by then, and we have international travel back. So absolutely, that's going to make or break. Yep. Any corner in Australia. That's
2: good point. For sure, for sure.
3: All right, moving on to Mezco. So we've got Mezco.
1: They have announced a Christopher Reeve Superman figure. So this went up live, I think, uh, Friday our time, uh, so l- l- sort of last night. Uh, he is in the 112 collective line. At this time, there were no photos, but obviously he's gone up online to be uh, bought and sold, and I think there was uh, there a bit of problems on the on the mm-hmm. Internet trying to collect him. Some of the guys tried at least 30 times in our uh, Discord channel and eventually positive were able to grab him. So, and I think a few hours later, he was still available. So, all that uh, you know, getting up early and um, <laughs> clamoring to get uh, right off the, you know, the the point that he went up for grabs. Uh, you know, he was still available uh, a little while after that. He was priced $125. The likeness is probably knowing Mezco is just going to be on point. He will ship out between September and November of this year. So, get excited. He's gonna. The other thing, he will just absolutely skyrocket, I believe, on the secondary market, much oh, yeah. like the, uh, uh, much like, um, Michael Keaton backman Thank you, Darren. Yeah, the '89 version uh, was, uh, you know, extremely sought after straight after he went on sale, and uh, he just looks amazing. So I can only imagine how wicked this Christopher Reeve Superman figure will look in hand. Did anyone jump up and get him by interest,
3: Darren? No. No. Okay, interesting. Mm. No, no. I was tempted, but yeah, no, I didn't.
2: I believe as far as our patrons it was uh John Caulfield and BC Talk, I Correct. think, yep. with the two who managed to uh to get them. And I think even there has been some pictures now cited of the actual like head sculpt yep. and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, two
0: heads. Two heads, yep. Yeah, sort of the the stern looking face and then a smiling face. Yep. Okay, cool. Mm. So yeah, it's very iconic looks. Oh look this is the thing. I mean, if you're into that six inch scale, um, Mezco is just killing it right with these. Sort yeah. of, anyone, you know, 112 collective is where it's at kind of for that higher end one, six scale bigger. Um, I think, so those people that are, that are in are kind of in deep and, and are wanting to get this figure. I, and I know Ben, you've got a few of these. I haven't, I haven't jumped in on it. Um, <laughs> Don't, um... it's a slippery slide. <laughs> slide <man. laughs> it's it's dangerous they're mini enough. hot, hot toys. Really. Yeah. They are just yeah.
1: gorgeous, but you know, a better price in my opinion a more affordable price and, uh, easier scale to, uh, you know, intertwine into your collection. Sure.
0: So. Yeah. All right. We do have one of these, um, San Diego comic-con exclusives that we're going to talk about now, and it is the Muppets deluxe band members, action figure box set. And if we were talking about super seven, having some beautiful box art, the packaging on no. this bad boy is set up like the actual band. It looks fantastic. So you could easily keep this one mint in box if you wanted to but I, I, I mean I'd even have a tough time keeping these bad boys in. <laughs> um this is this is the band getting back yep. together Electric Mayhem reunites on stage and in action figure form and it is for the first time we are getting Dr. T and Zoo joining the previously released Animal Floyd Pepper and Janice. Beautiful deluxe style packaging, as I mentioned, with a three-tiered window box with a fifth panel door, sculpted by Gentle Giant Studios and released by Diamond Select Toys, limited to three thousand pieces. Now, this is one of those sets that you know you've got to buy all five, and maybe if you're if you're a big Muppets fan, you've already got three of these, and you're kind of buying them again to get to get the remaining two members, but. What a great set. What a great way to do it. Um, Diamond Select have been doing Muppets for a while, but didn't Palisade Palisades go back? Palisades, correct, yeah. yeah a yep. while back. They had the Swedish chef in his kitchen um, with all the – I think it had the most accessories I've ever seen in a playset. some of those <laughs> ones, and and the um, the beaker. You, know, you could get beaker in yep, the yeah. – um, You could get a lot.
1: Yeah, Super Grover
0: and everything. Yeah. They, they yeah. went pretty
1: deep, and they almost had the license to Sesame Street, but then it uh, yeah. sort of –
0: prototypes mm. i think if you go into um the toys at time forgot by blake wright you can check out where the sesame street line was going to head and that was a very cool line but but this diamond select do a beautiful figure in this style and in this sort of look so yeah if you're a, if you're a muppets fan jump on in try and get your hands i think these are going to sell out pretty quickly
3: oh yeah for at sure
0: At so yeah and and of course general giant do wonderful work with the sculpting
3: so speaking of San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, we have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 6-pack from Playmates. It has all four of the Turtles, Splinter and Shredder, and the box set is made to look like the classic party wagon. What do people think? Does anybody feel like we've seen these before? I've,
0: I think I've seen them four <laughs> times. <laughs> Roundhog Day, <Yeah. laughs> Turtle Day, or something. But he's got what a new hat. <laughs> <The> four free re-release? <laughs> yep. Yes, correct.
3: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the box is pretty cool, but in I can... last year when they in a four pack the turtles.
0: Yeah, that's right. But mm. he's yeah.
3: got a
1: new hat. The yep. um the quality of the color and paint of the turtles and things is dimin- diminishes each round they yep. really right. um, It'd be pretty cool for people that are chasing the Splinter and Shredder from this line because I know they're Definitely. the two harder ones to uh, find. But the the four turtles they were a dime a dozen for a long time. Yeah, there. yeah
0: yep. look, I just feel this is very lazy on Playmates' behalf. I yep. mean, I know that the box. Look, the box. These are these are like vintage retro style carded figures, right? So you've got the bubble, you've got the card back. But all six figures go into a box, which is like as Darren said, the party wagon. That's that's beautiful the design work that's gone to the party wagon, but the rest Playmates is very lazy. And at a yeah. time where you've got NECA and Super Seven killing the adult collector market for turtles toys, you've got you playmates really got going out half assed mm-hmm. with half you know, like it's like they don't even care they, they, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah. Like the fact one. the fact that the
1: card backs are exactly the same as same. the last two reiss- yep. reissues yep. that they've put out, there's nothing new. There's no incentive except for that larger party van box.
2: Oh, but didn't you know good. there's there's a new turtles reboot that they're fully supporting <laughs> yes. and and backing to the hilt because it's so. Oh wait, that's right. It's not like yeah. this this. <laughs> This all things being equal, this exclusive should have been yes. Rise of the TMNT inspired. And it's not and to your point Trent it's lazy because i think last minute perhaps even you know 6 months ago or whatever they went crap no if we put out a rise exclusive no one's going to buy it what have we got uh let's go retro basically and yeah. and, and this is a rush job really
3: don't get me well, wrong we did th- last year um they were moving away from rise and going retro you know what i the first thought i had when i saw these pictures drop was did they have to release something before they you know, to keep the license active. You know, <laughs> don't time. they own because the license? It just, it just it just feels like um it just feels like they've made these in a rush because they've had to. Yeah um, for some deeper meaning. I'm all for them reissuing uh, the vintage line. I would just wish they'd go deeper. I've said before, you know, mm. undercover turtles, yeah uh, yeah, you know, Shogun the um Scratch, <laughs> uh Hot Spot, uh, Metallic Foot Soldier. Do an eight pack of that and I'm in. You know, I would will write you. You and the world, yeah. I mean, yeah. like you, you go in. I mean, if you that's want what turtles, I mean. Though, but that's the kind of quality playmates
0: are going to have to step up to if they, they want to compete with the big boys. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh- I mean, like Undercover Turtles. That it's a turtle that is so rare and so uh, admired by the collector community. Yeah, it's going to shoot off the shelves Yep. Exactly. Ah, oh, it just yeah. it boggles the mind. They've done this. Yeah, it's, but it's, I mean, if they want to
3: compete with the likes of of NECA and Super Seven and, and even Mondo and and um, SH Figure Arts and and um, DX and all those that have done stuff in the last you know five years that's been that's every time something's been unveiled it's blown us away. Then that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to come out with with something that's obscure and and, and really short, I think otherwise it's you know it, it's just going to it's lost. going to be long it's mm. going to be forgotten because it feels like they just they're rerunning um the same reissues over and over
2: mm. For sure.
3: Talking about unveiling something,
1: we've got the PS5 announcements. So the PS5 console includes a white and black design to match the new controller. So is that why it's you know they've got the they've made the controller then they had to match the, uh, the <laughs> oh, design. Oh crap! We need to make it look yeah. like that. Yeah, it can't just it. be a big black box. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, and the, the yeah. So the PS5 stands vertically like the Xbox Series X, it's primarily designed to be placed and will include two versions, one with a 4K Blu-ray drive and a pure digital edition. The PS5 variant without the optical drive looks substantially thinner than the regular model thanks to the removal of the drive. The PlayStation 5 is going to arrive in November or December 2020, just in
2: time for the holiday shopping season. The memes on this are amazing. Yeah. I've seen everything okay. from it being compared to the Eye of Sauron to, uh, like, you know, Cool Surfboard Bro because it's got that sort of waved, curved effect to it. And people are like, oh, man, that's an expensive, you know, modem router. Where am I going to put that? <laughs> like, it's... Um, yeah, and don't get me wrong, specs wise, I'm sure it'd be great. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the PS4 and the system in general. Um, but it's very interesting when you compare the its, it's direct competitor is literally a black cube almost. And they've gone for this really outlandish white. It's I don't know if there was some industrial espionage happening, and they just went, "Hey, this is what they're doing, so we're going to do the complete and utter opposite of it." (laughs) Um, Or maybe Sony just really needed to pay their designers, and Microsoft didn't. Like, um, (laughs) yeah, going to be very very interesting.
3: Absolutely.
2: Anyone in for this? Uh, look, not straight away. These things tend to start out at some outlandish price, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars yeah. Australian at the moment. I could see it happening, uh, as far as you know, with the shipping costs and whatever. Um, I think you, I could wait a year. There's gonna usually with these things. I find there's one game, there's one game that I yep. absolutely have to have, and it's usually a Batman game or a Mortal <laughs> Kombat, <laughs> something like <that. laughs> Arkham. Exactly. Well, Arkham yeah. is why I got the PS4 because the yep. the third the third part of that trilogy didn't come to the PS3 and I went well now's the time now of course by then PS4 had been out well, probably a year so it didn't didn't cost me a crazy amount still not you know not cheap but yeah speaking of game announcements funny enough part of this sony presentation when they unveiled the the ps5 was what i thought was initially spider-man 2 as far as the very popular spider-man game it's not actually spider-man 2 this is actually a uh if you will extended edition of that very popular game now for anyone who's played it there is a section a very brief section where you actually take control of miles morales in the game um and it but it's you know it's it's two two three levels per se this they are now going to expand on that portion of the game and you get to play as the full-blown miles morales in the suit with all his powers but essentially if you were to purchase this you're buying the same playstation 4 version of the spider-man game only of course it's been upscaled for the ps5 so interesting and talking to or hearing from Ben Rosenthal over at Hack the Dino, I sort of had a bit of a grizzle when, oh, they didn't make that clear in the trailer. It was a bit of a, a false sell. And he went, look at the timelines. There's no way they could pull off a full sequel in under two years. And, and it's a valid point. But, yeah, a little bit sneaky on um, Sony's behalf because the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, I was clapping. Ali's like, are you okay? Have you hurt yourself? Because I was very, very excited to see that trailer.
0: mm and a bit more game news now a new star wars game accidentally leaked on the official xbox site but now ea quick to officially announce a new star wars squadrons game said to be the spiritual successor to the star wars classic star wars rogue squadron released all the way back in 1998 focusing on ship battles and dogfighting techniques i mean this is one of my favorite aspects of Star Wars in the gaming universe is taking control of those ships, flying your X-Wing, flying your TIE Fighters, even maybe getting your hands on the Millennium Falcon and, and moving them around in such cool ways. I know the the latest um, Battlefront or yep, you know Battlefront. Those, that first game had a bit of the dogfighting mm-hmm. elements to it. You could fly snow speeders, you could fly X-Wings, that sort of thing. But it wasn't a core feature of the game. So to get a dedicated... Uh, dog fighting style game with the graphics of today is going to be insane. Can't wait for that one.
2: Yeah, it should be good. Going to be very cool. And the very last thing we'll leave with this is a bit of a good news story. One of these movies that I thought was never going to happen was just going to be in development hell. But Bill Thank and you. Ted's three, Bill and Ted face the music is a real thing. We've seen a trailer, and look, it's going to be cheesy. Um, there's, We get to see a very fleeting glimpse of death and they're doing the air guitar riff. Um, it's one of these trailers that basically tells you the plot of the whole film uh, in 30 seconds or so. Um, but I can't wait. It's just going to be ridiculous, and and Same, yeah. I believe there's someone else in the room who has a bit of a Bill and Ted story to tell. Is that right, Ben? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I have to. I announced to the world the other night that uh, for the first time ever, I have finally saw Bill and Ted: the first uh, the, the first <laughs> excellent adventure. I've never watched it from start to finish. It it just never. Interested? Not, not. It didn't interest me. It just when it, when it came out, I was all about horror. I was going to the horror. I was going to the video store, hiring all the seven day weekly horrors. You know, I so I did that so many times. I l- missed a lot of those uh, comical movies because I just I just don't pursue comic like um,
2: comedy comedy
1: yeah. movies and things. So I have to admit, Bill and Ted's never hit my radar. I caught it numerous times on telly, but never sat down to watch it from start to finish so Bill and & Ted's and Wayne's World have never been high on my uh, list and you've I'm, never seen Wayne's World not, either? not from start to finish oh yeah. dude so uh, and my wife uh, yeah unbeknownst to her that I hadn't seen it uh, she chucked it on we watched it with the kids and then I said "Ah, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen it and she she almost doubled back and
3: uh, <laughs> when so I that, to that, bend bender so. face to music that's <laughs> it that's it so yeah
1: so I mean I've got nothing against what it I thought it was it oh no it's fantastic normal genre absolutely fantastic film uh yeah i've always i knew i'd always enjoy it it's just one of been yep. just you know um my little secret that i hadn't <laughs> and and it's not something i don't think i've seen it on the script streaming services or anything so yeah. i hadn't pursued it there yeah uh, it's not something i'd go and spend money on you know buying and owning yep. uh, my wife um has probably seen it five times since we had it on dvd and she went. She actually went to look for it on streaming service. Couldn't find it. Mm. Then went to the DVD rack. You know, dusted that old thing off, <laughs> and uh, saw it. And she's like, "Oh, we've got the the both uh, both of them on DVD." You know, that old thing that uh, you awesome. slot into your DVD drive. So <laughs> I still uh, yeah.
3: remember the first time I saw it back in um, year seven, um, primary school. was the last day of term two, and they'd they'd out- hired the VHS, obviously, to sure. to make sure you know us um, troublesome. Um, students didn't get um, into more trouble and run more of a muck. So they, you know, put us down in front of the proverbial babysitter, the the old um, television set in VCR. And, you know, I watched it with um, all the year sevens, absolutely loved it and adored it. And um, I think two weeks after that, it premiered on television. And I even managed to, to rope my dad into taking me to see Bogus Journey during those same school holidays when the Tea Tree Plaza cinema opened for the First time, and now I'm doing $6 movie ticket. Cool, cool, man. Yeah. You $6. remember oh, all of that.
2: Go. So, He's <laughs> got the date and the time and the cost of the movie tickets. Unbelievable.
0: The price of the ticket. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. When well,
3: you're obsessed with something, you don't forget, Frank. <laughs> you're obsessed with movie stubs? Like... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm obsessed with film. I'm obsessed with pop culture. Generally, isn't you know that. You've known me long enough to know that. I don't just think about these things every now and then. I obsess over them
2: that you do that you do speaking of obsessions that's that's the end of our news we might just have a time for a quick bit of
3: oh we should probably just mention wonder woman 84 breaking news (laughs) earlier today wonder woman 84 has been postponed to october 2nd
2: cool now time for this
3: whoa dude nice score
2: Okay, so I'm gonna kick this one off. I've sort of uh, mentioned this to the guys before, but I finally got my set of full set of the Batman versus TMNT uh, figures. Got the whole wave. Got them. It was one of these things that I I perhaps didn't read very closely. I didn't realize it was actually shipping from overseas. Uh, this was right in the midst of all the COVID stuff, and the guy the guy to, to his credit was very communicative, and and he tried to chat. It would have been I think it took 6 weeks all in all for it to actually get here and and at one point I after about 4 weeks I shot him a message going hey um so that tracking number yeah it takes me to like the Vietnam like uh post office website I don't speak Vietnamese. Is there any chance yeah. where you can sort of, you know, translate for me or, or track it down? And he, he did all the right things, did as much as he could. And, and sure enough, no sooner had I started asking these questions and then they all rocked up. So absolutely gorgeous set, complete with all the accessories. Some of the accessories for Batgirl and Robin in particular, absolutely tiny. Um, They all come with alternate hands. I'm actually nervous to swap them out because the little pegs that go into the wrist joints mm. are very, very small and I can see them breaking quite easily. But gorgeous figures. The, the scale is all really right on all of them. Shredder is big and imposing, as, as Ben knows from his figure. But Batgirl is very slim. And even Alfred, the, the, the knees and elbow joints. You go, how is that actually held together? Which is accurate to the animation. The capes we've spoken about before with Batman in particular, Absolutely stunning, and the turtles all look really, really great.
1: Well, yeah, I broke into ha- uh, Frank's house the other day and had a look at them in person. <laughs> and uh, all the all the four turtles are all different scale and things. Like yep. uh, Raphael is so super beefy and things, and uh, Donnie's, you know, like a, a bit hunched over and th- I, They are really, really cool seeing them in that person. Yeah, yeah, the breaking in or the turtles? Um,
3: oh, right. man, Wait, man, what? When you break into your fellow podcasters' program, I mean, that's it. You know, we all want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. It. All right. Um, so, for me, uh, follow up on last episode, I did receive my Tom Arts uh, Encyclopedia of Action Figure Collectibles, issue number one. So, that completes my set of three nice. issues. Super happy to have that awesome. in hand. And um, I actually went to a bit of um, action figure hunting, I went down to. Uh, what's it called, Toys R Go, mm. and uh, caught up with Greg down there, and I picked up some G1 Micro Transformers. Yeah, And cool. uh, the selling point for them was uh, it was uh, two sets complete, but they had the card backs oh, of, of them. so good. And the card backs were in sensational condition, except for the tear mark where the bubble came off. And uh, he had some Masters uh, of the Universe product paraphernalia around the desk, and uh, instantly... Uh, grabbed a badge of the uh, He Man Master Universe, you know He Man movie, and uh, you know uh, like a you know that you stick on your clothes. So I picked that one up. That that was like the highlight of the scoring trip. And he had a big bag of weapons. So I'm always the, the guy to say, "Oh, can I just have a dig through your weapons?" And I found a horde trooper staff. So you know oh, nice. uh, that was a pretty amazing uh, find. And I I mean I did pay for. For it, like, um, in the sense that I did pay, you know, a considerable amount for uh, that stuff, but just just finding something in the wild, you know, these days, and a uh, horde trooper, anything is uh, pretty hard to come by. Three, so, yeah, yeah. So pretty, Especially pretty exciting.
3: about that sort of era.
1: That's right.
3: So I um, got the first wave of the Empire Strikes Back um, Black Series 40th anniversary figures on the Kenner style cards. So so that's the Bespin Luke and Leia and Han and 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 Yoda and the AT80 driver, so pretty happy with them.
2: Nice. Which one's your favourite? Uh,
3: probably probably the latter and the heart. You I
2: know, said I just... said which one? You got to pick one. Come on. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Tough call. Tough call. Maybe the latter. <laughs> okay. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean those those card backs are beautiful with the the photo.
2: Hmm. Makes and a I difference. think
0: that was the first time we saw the Bespin Luke with the face print. Yes, it was. That is true. Yeah. That is but true. Yeah, yeah. So that's a valid point. Yeah. Very good. Um, I received, like I said, my Super Seven Conan the Barbarian figure arrived in the mail this week, and loved the box. Box was great. What said. do you think about um, the figure, though?
2: <laughs> I
1: know
0: they know. make a good box Super yeah, Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got I, corners, and then it's got another corner.
3: Like... <laughs> it. it's still in the mailer, gentlemen.
0: Still, still in the mailer because I love it so much. No, I, I did. I didn't open it, but I did pull the slipcase on and look. This is based on the comics. It's that seventies mm-hmm. look, and very I very early comics. Apparently, yeah. I think yeah, really yeah. early comics. Yeah, uh, the the face sculpt wasn't quite doing no, it for me. No, it's no, got a that's... lot of. Black mascara yeah, yeah. looks a bit feminine. I I don't know something about the face, and and I was sort of looking the there's got alternate heads. It's got an alternate mouth open head, and I was like oh which one would you use? And I I wasn't keen on either, um but probably the big selling point for me on this figure was that it's the Masters of the Universe Classics box. Yes, yeah, yeah. and essentially you know this was something I sort of wanted to actually open up and put on the shelf with my Classics figures. Um, but in the end, that box was just too good. I, I kept it sealed and basically sealed it all back in the mailer and put it on my shelf. So that's cool. the the end of that story. Cool. <laughs> mm. One last <laughs> but, but look. Sorry. I, I think this. Um, I was going to say the. Um, I didn't go in for the Conan movie figures, mm. but I think again they'll they'll probably be. I know there was the, the issue with with Conan and getting the more iconic look of Conan from that film, and didn't quite eventuate like we thought. But I reckon that's where Conan is gonna be for me. That's that's where I'm going. That that I'm saving
1: life. my pennies for that. Yeah. yeah as soon right. as they release that, I'll be one and done with a Schwarzenegger in the yeah. classic style version classic style rather one. than the um yeah. the full, you know, outfitted one. Yeah. Okay. I've got I've got my iconic version in mind. I just need them to uh, make it make it. Right. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Nice.
1: Exactly. Shout outs, Ben. Uh, I've got one. Sorry, no, you Frank's go for it. Hanging for it. Uh, I've listened to it. There's a new podcast uh, called Retro Triggered, uh, Retro Trigger, I think it is, uh, but done by Ben Rosenthal, and uh, the first, he's got two episodes out. Once a month podcast, so it's not going to take up you know too much of your time to uh, catch up on the, the uh, episodes that have already been released. First episode was Super Nintendo. Really interesting, quite factual, uh, quite mm-hmm. enjoyable. Um, Second one was G1 Transformers And he had our buddy Sean Fuster on To help him talk through all things G1 Transformers And my god (laughs) I have been a Transformers fan Since I got Soundwave back in 1986 right? So I know a little bit about Transformers I knew nothing <laughs> like, <laughs> Sean talked about the characteristics and the um, elements of Transformers and their, the way they uh, interact with each other, the way they uh, think, the way their personalities are that I hadn't even scratched the surface on like you know, the, he went into deep dive so much it, such a fascinating Transformers, I'll never look at characters like Ultra Magnus and things the same way again now that I've listened to uh, his side of the story and everything absolutely amazing highly recommend retro trigger podcast two episodes out now Uh, episode two is g1 transformers with special guest sean fuster check it out
2: nice i will have to listen to that i was actually just re-listening to uh the previous episode we had sean fuster on way back it was like episode uh, 80 something i want to say we did marvel legends and his depth of knowledge there was wonderful as always uh speaking of knowledge do you guys know that we had like three or three yeah we've got three new uh itunes reviews that have been here for like months because (laughs) Apple does this wonderful thing where they go yes you are you know four and a half out of five stars but to find the actual reviews you've really got to do some digging so I just want to quickly shout out we've had um, I won't read them all because some of them are quite long but they're all five out of five stars we've got one here from JJ84SGG saying how much he loves the show we know they cover everything from Turtles Masters Ghostbusters Um, really good he's uh, or that he or she sorry is in America that was way back back in Feb. That's how long it takes to find these damn things. Thank you iTunes. Uh, One here, great fun with a group of mates. This is from Dark Ace 99 And despite the fact it doesn't have a real person's name on here, I've got a feeling this is our old mate Rob McCallum because he says, please note this five-star review will automatically decrease to four stars if I do not receive the blank on card within a reasonable amount of time. Thanks for the effort, boyos.
0: That sounds like Rob. <laughs> Gee, the pressure's mounting on this blank. <laughs> it is.
3: And we've got to keep that star rating up, Trent. <laughs> oh, no, That's right. Take, for take one for the team. <laughs>
2: and one last one here from um end of uh may Uh, if you love toys or are a full-blown crazy collector get on board as these guys are so passionate knowledgeable and entertaining from neen 36 so look sorry it's taken a while to get to these guys but thank you so much for the those reviews that actually helps us you know reach other people that Promotes the show organically through the various podcatchers and stuff. So I love to hear your thoughts and ratings, even if some of them involve bribery.
0: Hey, and, and this website you put the link to, Frank. Yes. On here, that's got these reviews. We've we've actually scored a ranking in Luxembourg, and I think this might be a little. We might have to give John Caulfield a bit of a, uh, <laughs> a present here. But we've actually come out as the number 131st podcast. In Luxembourg, Woo-hoo. and that's all <laughs> you know, that's thanks kind of to John. Awesome.
2: Hey, John, are you right. listening on repeat, mate? Is he,
0: that what's going on?
2: Like, <laughs> little do we know, he listens to
0: 132 podcasts. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, fantastic! Oh, that's great news, and yeah, yeah thanks everyone is. for it, your reviews. We love we love to hear that. It's always we
3: do, uh, and it's really really flattering to hear that people actually enjoy the show. Yes, because we love making it.
0: Definitely, for sure. We, we do all right on that note we will say a huge thank you to all our patrons for your ongoing support and and great commentary we've had an absolutely wonderful offer from one of our patrons which we may reveal in an upcoming episode Mm. which would be very very exciting um but thank you to to all you guys and thanks to everyone for tuning into another episode we really appreciate all your support and we hope to see you around the toy isles Take care and stay safe. And until next time,
3: good journey.
2: You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. ToyPowerPodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network, full of OK people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but
0: they, yes. Yeah.